You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Some people call it life by design. You can only know the shape of your house after you build the foundation. That's what this is. It's, you can't change your why. You only have one why. It'll never change for the rest of your life. It is the foundation of the house. You can change the windows. You can repaint the shutters. You can do different things. You can add extensions. But the foundation of the house will never, ever, ever change. And that's who we are. That's what our why is. It's the fundamental value we provide to the world. Welcome to U-Turns, the podcast where we talk about all things change, major life shifts, even little transformations. I'm Lisa Oz. And I'm Jill Herzig. And um, I want to I wanna fact check something with you, Lisa, a, a story that uh, your husband, Mehmet Oz, tells oh, often. Oh, he's telling lots of stories all the time. <laughs> I think this one might be true, about how you helped him find his purpose, that he was toiling away as you know, one of the top cardiothoracic surgeons in New York City working, I don't know, gazillion hour weeks. And and you helped redirect him a bit. I just hijacked his purpose to align with mine, which was to spend more time with my husband. Um, but yes, and actually to give some clar- clarity to purposes in general, we have a, the world expert pretty much on purpose, I would say. Simon Sinek is here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Nice to be here. Simon is the author of the best-selling author of Start With Why and Find Your Why. So why is your thing? I I believe in starting with why. Um, I believe that it's uh, that that all houses need a foundation, um, and that's what why is. It's the thing upon which we build. It's the thing we build upon. Yeah. And you say that this journey started with a deeply personal, painful moment for you. What was that? So my story is um, fairly common. Um, I had a good job. I had a good career. Um, I uh, went off to start my own business and live the American dream. (laughs) And it went okay for a few years. And then about four years in, I fell out of love with my own work. Um, I lost my passion. 
Um, and I was very embarrassed by this because superficially my life was pretty good, you know? And you had employees and yeah, people working yeah, for we, you. Yeah, it's a small company. We had two or three employees and um, we had good clients and we did good work. Nothing superficially was wrong but for the fact that I didn't want to wake up and do it again. And because I was so embarrassed by this, I kept it to myself. Um, plus I had the stress of, you know, that I thought I needed to have all the answers and always be right and always know what I was doing. And the truth was um, I felt... Uh, I was sort of lying, hiding, and faking every day. I was pretending that I was happier and more successful and more in control than I actually felt, um, which is debilitating. Yeah, um, there's nothing worse than yeah, the there's feeling nothing of worse. faking. And, and, and the fear creeps in and the paranoia creeps in, and uh, it's a dark place. And I was very lucky. Uh, I had a very close friend who came to me and said, I'm worried about you, there's something wrong. Uh, she was the only one who sort of recognized it. And, uh, and I came clean. I, I, I sort of had this cathartic experience where I told her everything I was going through. And that gave me the, uh, it cleared up the space for me to then direct all of that energy that I was using to, you know, lie ahead and fake every day to use the energy into finding a solution. Um, and the solution that I found um, was this thing called the why. Uh, every single one of us knows what we do. Some of us know how we do it, the things we think make us different or special or stand out from the crowd. But very, very few of us can clearly articulate and clearly know why we do what we do. And I don't mean to make money or, you know, get a promotion. Those are results. By why, I mean, what's your purpose? What's your cause? What's your belief? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? And why should anyone care? Um, and that's what I realized I was having. I was having a crisis of why. I didn't know why I was doing it. I knew what I did and I knew how I did it, but I couldn't tell you the reason. What was the process you went through? Was it years of therapy? Was it like it came to you as an epiphany? How did you discover what your why was? So I was smart enough to know that we can't do it for ourselves. We, we're not objective. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I found a guy that I really liked. Um, he happened to be a marketing consultant, a guy named Mark Levy, and sort of told him my plight. And he helped sort of talk to other people and talk to me so that, and so he could show me what I was going through. Um, and what But sort he of, wasn't a a life coach no, or career no, no. coach? No, no, no. He was a marketing branding guy. Um, 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 but he, he knew what it took to get to sort of to what I needed. Um, I figured out how to discover my why. I also figured out how to dis- help other people find theirs. And once I knew my why, to inspire people to do the things that inspire them so together each of us can change our world for the better, it became... That's his why, people, That is by my the why. Yeah. And, it's, and I'm obsessed with it. It's, it's the found- Needle point that on your phone. Yeah, exactly. It's the foundation of everything I do. Um, and um, I was so... Once I, once I discovered my why, I was, became enamored with this idea of the why, this missing piece. It's not that the other two pieces aren't important. You have to know what you do and you have to know how you do it. All three pieces matter. And the why just gets forgotten. Um, I became obsessed with this idea. I shared it with my friends, just like you share a movie or a book that you liked, you know, with your friends so that they'll get a joy out of it. My friends wanted me to help them find their why, which I did. They would invite me to their homes to share it with their friends. Uh, And I used to help people find their why for a hundred bucks on the side. And it became (laughs) all I talked about. I was obsessed with this idea. Your side hustle. Yeah, it was my side hustle. Changed the world. (laughs) Yeah, it was my side hustle. And people just kept inviting me to help them. And I kept saying yes. People... You know, some entrepreneurs approached me and said, can you come talk to us? And I said, yes. And I, it's all I talked about anyway. So the fact that somebody offered me money to go talk about something that I was talking about for free was sort of an amazing thing to me. I didn't even know speaking was a thing. 
um, and uh, it allowed me to sort of quit the marketing consultancy and, and really go preach uh, a, a message that I was was and am still in love with. It's funny that you say that you didn't even know that speaking and being a speaker was a thing. I mean, your TED Talk, which is has almost 48 million views, I think, uh, you're not checking, but I checked, um, is one of, is not, it's a TEDx talk. Mm-hmm. You've get, you're giving it very casually. You've got like, instead of a whiteboard, you've got sort of that paper and pen. Yeah, butcher block, a, yeah. a butcher, It's just very, it's actually. My microphone broke in the middle of the talk. It's super low tech. It's that you hear terrib- people, the you production hear quality is terrible. Yeah. I just, people I, want the message. They, yeah. I mean, it, it was, you know, it was a small thing that has now just grown ballooned. Mm. And and start with why itself is 10 years old this year. I mean, the book. What's so inspiring for me is that, look, the message is authentic. It comes from me. It wasn't an academic pursuit. It wasn't a commercial pursuit. It was something born out of, out of deep need. And it was something that m- resonated with my friends. And, uh, and, that's why I think the book and the TED Talk continue to, to, to grow is that it's, it taps into a fundamental human truth. And, you know, I'm human. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, 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 our, it's not my experience. It's our experience. Um, we want to know why we get out of bed in the morning. And we live in a world, unfortunately, that puts an excessive, I would say, too much pressure on us for the short term, for the win, for the promotion, for the, you know, that we compare ourselves based on our bank accounts. Um, and those those things aren't purpose, and yet we direct way too much energy into thinking about those things, focusing on those things, building those things, and uh, uh, they 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 don't bring joy. They may bring happiness, but happiness is fleeting. Well, you know, joy joy is everlasting. Can you now that we're your friends <laughs> and all of our listeners? Um, can you help us unpack that process of just how we would? Because we don't have somebody that would teach us how to, mm. other than you, mm. um, how to discover our why. What, can you just walk us through that discovery of mm. why? There's, there's multiple ways to do it. There's, um, I can tell you a fun way, and then I can sort of give you an example. Um, there's something I have called the friends exercise, which anyone can do. It, it, it'll get you in the ballpark. Find one of your best friends, somebody you love and who loves you, not, not a spouse, not a a sibling because a spouse doesn't love you. <laughs> no, because the relationships are too close. They okay. think they they think they know they they know too much, right? The relationships are too close, but uh, especially especially family members. If somebody who's a friend, uh, a so friend. Like Jill could do it for me. Jill could do it for you. Absolutely, I, I could do it for Jill. Yes, you could. Okay. Um, you don't even have to pay me a hundred bucks. There you go. <laughs> or have to pay Simon. That, that's what friends are for. <laughs> um, and ask them this question: Why are we friends? Now, it seems like a silly question, but it's a very hard question to answer because we don't actually know. <laughs> we know we connect. We know we're not friends with everybody, right? Um, but as soon as you ask the question, you actually stop asking the question why. Ironically, to get at the why, you don't ask the question why because the question why is an emotional question and it elicits emotional answers. So, you know, why are you home late? Shut up, mom, you know? <laughs> so what you start doing is you ask what questions, which are rational what were you doing that you're home late? And you'll get an answer. So you ask, come on, what is it about me that I know that you'd be there for me no matter what? And your friends will go, I don't know. It's not that they don't know. It just exists in the part of the brain that doesn't control language. Our feelings exist in our limbic brain. Our neocortex controls language. And that's why we ask the what questions, rational. And they'll start to describe you. 
you're loyal, you're funny, you've always been there for me. And you have to play devil's advocate. Yes, that's the definition of a friend. But what is it about me that I know you'd be there for me no matter what? And again, they'll keep describing you. And you continue to play devil's advocate. That's the definition of a best friend. And you don't help them and you can't let anybody else help them. They have to struggle. And eventually they'll give up. Eventually they'll give up and say, look, I don't know. And my friend said to me, I don't know. All I know is I can just sit in the room with you and I feel inspired. And I got goosebumps. Because <laughs> what happens is your friends will articulate something about themselves that you fill in them. And you will have the emotional response. You will well up or you will have goosebumps. I'm getting them right now. Um, because what they're telling you is the reason you exist. They're telling you the value you have in their lives. And by the way, if you do this with multiple friends, it'll be the exact same words, if not very, very close. Because the value you give to the world, which is your why, is the value that people receive from you. That's the space you fill in their lives. People who aren't looking for inspiration don't like me. They're not, they're not, they, they don't look for my work, you know? <laughs> People who think it's cheesy don't, don't, I'm not their number one pick, you know? They go read books called Winning, you know? Right. If you're a... <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's, that's one fun way you can, you can get in the ballpark. I love it. When we come back, we're going to dig a little deeper into discovering our why. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before the break, we were talking about discovering our why with Simon Sinek, and now he has suggested that I become a human guinea pig. We are going to share with you the process of discovering my why. <laughs> if you want. Sure. Be brave. So it's, it's sort of a funny thing. Um, 
uh, I wrote this book called Start With Why, and when I was writing it, I thought, do I put in there how to do it? And it was such a new idea in the time that I thought it would it would make it too complicated, and so I left it out. And the biggest complaint I get about Start With Why is like, great, I get it, but how do you do it? So eight years later, we wrote Found Your, uh, Find Your Why, and one of the exercises in there for individuals to find their why is, a, is similar to what I'm about to do with you. Okay. So um, uh, question number one. <laughs> um, can you tell me a story, something specific, of something you've done in your career, a project you're a part of, anything, doesn't have to be a commercial success, that you absolutely loved doing, you absolutely loved being a part of, that if every single thing you did in your career was like this one thing, you'd yeah. be the happiest person alive? Absolutely, without qualification. It was making and producing an independent film. Which, what was, which film was it? It was called Dating Games. And what of all the wonderful things you've done in your life, what was it about this one thing that stood out so much that you're you're sitting here telling me now that you loved it and wished all things could be like it. Um, I, it was every aspect of it was fun. When we had to get up at quarter of four in the morning, I was out of bed already because I could not wait to get to the set. But you've um, done other things that are fun. What what specifically was it about this one that um, was so appealing to you? Well, I mean, there were multiple elements because I was producing, I wrote it, was acting in it. So there was an element of control that I liked. There was a feeling of being creative in every capacity that I But you've wrote, directed, starred in things before. Not before that. And since that? I have not acted in anything since that. But the point is that you've you've, you've worn multiple hats on projects. Oh, yes, yes, all the time. So again, what specifically was it about this one, even though you wore multiple, you've worn multiple hats before, so it's not the multiple hat wearing. There's something that, that I want to understand sort of what it is that excited you in the morning, that, that you were telling me about it now. Specifically about the filmmaking? Anything. You, you have said that this is one project that you've done in your life that you love doing and wished all things could be like it. Yes. So what was it about it specifically that, make, that, that you want all things to be like it? I guess it's the uh, embodiment of storytelling. It's that, that storytelling in that way. What was the project about? You wrote it. It was uh, about a girl turning 30 and discovering that she did not need to be married to be fulfilled. And and at the time you weren't married? No, this was it was my little sister's story, uh, not my story. Ah, uh, interesting. I was very much married at okay. the time. And what was it what was the impetus to tell your little sister's story? It was important to her and it was now now we're this is not a therapy session, <laughs> but it's a way of me hiding without, you know, being putting myself what I do often is support other people so I I put my creative energies into somebody else's story I did it with my husband I did it with, do it to a certain extent with my kids That's with my friends thing. she does it <laughs> that's my thing mm-hmm. tell me uh, one of your earliest specific happy childhood memories not we went to my grandparents every Saturday that's too too general something specific that I can relive with you do you want a really weird one? I want whatever comes to mind. Okay. Um, I was about probably 11 sitting on the roof of our barn and feeling like I had relatives that were aliens. Okay, go on. And just thinking maybe that they would come get me someday. And what of all of the wonderful things you did as a child, what is it about this one memory that stands out, you I think? It felt really connected and authentic. So who, who, who these aliens, did you not like your life? Is that why you wanted to be taken I, away? You know, I never felt like I fit in mm-hmm. with my community mm-hmm. and school. And 
I felt more like I was an alien. Mm-hmm. I think that's a universal. I don't think I'm unique in that feeling at mm-hmm. all. I just express it in a more mm-hmm. bizarre way. Mm-hmm. So what's so interesting is those two stories um, are the same story. Are they? They are indeed the same story. Um, and this is what the why is about. is about finding patterns in the things that we, we are drawn to, right? Finding where we have love. So in the story about the film, yes, you say that you're there to tell other people's stories. And that's true. That is very much a, a purpose of yours. But we're, you're neglecting the fact that your sister was the one who felt like the misfit, right? That um, it seems like you, you, what you said is you made this film to demonstrate, to tell, help tell her story that you don't have to be married to find joy. Right, because here she's comparing herself to whatever standard. Um, maybe it came from parents. Maybe it came from society. Who knows? She's comparing herself to a standard and felt less than, mm-hmm. and and it caused stress. And you went through this process of making this film to tell her story, to, to tell to tell her story, to to show others that that it's fine, it's good, like you can find joy in other ways. Mm-hmm. Which is basically, you were the alien who came down to take them away. Right, you you were the, basically the one who's they were wishing for you, you know. Does that make sense? Where here you are as a child saying I'm the misfit, mm-hmm. and so what you've devoted your life is you sort of become the patron saint of of misfits, where you've become the one who 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 isn't giving us you're not giving us permission to be misfits, but rather you're showing us that we're not misfits at all. That we, the the misfittedness that we feel is perhaps a narrative in our own mind or a standard that somebody else has imposed upon us, and for us to find our great joy is to look inside rather than outside, right? That maybe we don't want to be whisked away by aliens, right? And so I think this is where your why exists. I don't have the right language because we're just doing it over, <laughs> over a podcast right now. We can tinker with it a little more, but it's in the ballpark of, of helping people see or feel that they're fine. Does that, that resonate with you, Lisa? I haven't let it sink in. Well, but they, yeah. were, they were not there yet because you should have a visceral reaction if I tap tap into something. So we we'll have to keep, we'll have to keep working I'm, on it. Let it percolate for a little yeah. bit, and we can. But I, um, I like the idea that you were the misfit as a kid, and it seems like you know you you were telling the story of your sister who felt like the misfit. There's there's a connection there. I'm interested in that. So there's something Maybe not. that exists in all of our childhoods, <laughs> I, th- I think. <laughs> this is one of the risks of doing things on podcasts. No, no. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's interesting. I just have to unpack it a little. But let's unpack more with this whole why thing. Yeah. So the, the going deep into your childhood, yeah. what are you looking for when you go deep like that? What, uh, what, and tell me, tell so me what So we don't remember like everything that happened in our childhood. We remember the things that matter to us, that resonate with us, that we carry those memories big and small with us for the rest of our lives for some reason. And they can be good memories or bad memories, but for some reason they stick with us, right? And they usually stick with us for a reason. And that reason that I believe is because it connects to our why. It, it sort of helps us see ourselves as who we are. And then when I talk about in your career things that you loved, we've all done many things in our careers, we got promotions, we got raises, we got, you know, uh, praise, and it made us feel good, but we'd forgotten about most of those things. And yet there are things that may have been disasters and failures, and yet we think about them with absolute warmth when we think about, when we look back at our careers. And so what, what I do is, and again, we did it with two questions, we need more questions, but what you'll do is I'll keep going through different decades, different going backwards, and if there aren't decades, that's fine too. We can do this with young people as well. The youngest person I did it with was 16. And, um, and, you, and you hear all of these stories of connection and love where you, know, you can't bias the answer by telling me a, a childhood story 
because you don't know what I'm looking for. And what you see is if you ask enough stories, if you get enough stories, what you start to see very clearly is a pattern emerges. The story in your childhood, though, doesn't necessarily have to be happy. No, no, it doesn't. I ask for one happy, and people will say, well, I don't really have a happy one. (laughs) And then I'll hear a story of, you know, I've heard some horrible things, you know, abuse from a parent, and they'll keep telling the story, and they'll, I'm thinking of one in particular, somebody who shared with me, of horrible abuse of her and her sister, and she was always the one protecting her sister. So it actually was a happy story, because it was the story of her being the protector. She told the story of abuse, but she didn't realize in telling the story that she had purpose, which was she was this protector of her sister. And in all of the things that she'd done subsequently that have brought her joy, she some way, shape, or form was a protector, a caregiver, an overseer. Um, so you, you can find, that's what, this, that's what the process is. The process is about finding patterns because our why is who we are when we are at our natural best. It doesn't mean it's always there. Right. What it means is, is when we are in, at our natural best, that thing is there. And so when you know what it is, you can control for it, you can look for it, you can put yourself in, in a direction, you can create relationships that are more likely to put you in a, an environment where you will perform, feel your natural best. So that's what happened to me. I was out of sync. I was, I was disconnected from my why. That's why I felt the overwhelming stress and loss of passion. And what I've done since is I've tried to only do things that will help me bring my why to life, to breathe life into my why, which is why for the most part, for the past 13 years since I've discovered this thing, I've had a tremendous amount more joy in my life than I did prior because most of us live our lives by accident. It's like roulette, which is we try things that sound good, we try things that look good, and sometimes we Try things that pay well. We try things that pay well, and sometimes it hits, we're not 100% sure why, and we feel amazing and it's great, and sometimes it misses and we're not exactly sure why, and we keep repeating it, we keep rolling the dice, we keep spinning the roulette wheel with the hope that we'll get more jackpots than, than fewer. And I say, that sounds like a good way to gamble and a good way to have a night out, but a terrible way to live a life. You know, rather rig the game. Rather know your why and play the games, you're more likely to feel joy when you play. And so, it's, you know, some people call it life by design. You can only know the shape of your house after you build the foundation. That's what this is. It's, you can't change your why. You only have one why. It'll never change for the rest of your life. It is the foundation of the house. You can change the windows. You can repaint the shutters. You can do different things. You can add extensions. But the foundation of the house will never, ever, ever change. And that's who we are. That's what our why is. It's the fundamental value we provide to the world. When we come back, we're going to talk more about just having one why with Simon Sinek. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We were just talking about finding our why, and you said something that made my ears prick, which was that we only have one why. And I'm curious, This is, is this a why across our whole lives? So I have the same why in my personal relationships and in my hobbies as in my professional career, like my why sitting with you in this room is the same why I have with my kids at home? Yes. Oh my gosh. Because, because it's you. Because <laughs> okay. the only difference between our professional lives and our personal lives are the clothes we wear and the tables we sit at. It's us. The reason we, our friends love us is because of us. The reason our colleagues trust us is because of us. You know, the reason our spouses and our boyfriends and girlfriends care about us is because it's us. And the opportunity is to be our best true selves, in which case our professional and personal relationships are more likely to thrive because we are being who we are supposed to be. You know, it, it's interesting. We spoke to a woman named Emily Wapnick who, um, for the podcast, and one of the concepts that she works on is the idea that we're all multi-potentialites, or many of us are, meaning that we're meant to be doing lots of different things and that trying to find your one true through line might be a little bit of a waste of time and and ultimately a downer. What do you think about that in terms of, you know, if you're wise, can, can your can wise support that, a multi-potentialite life? Yes, the key word that you said there was doing, that we can do multiple things. I completely agree. What we do, the tangible things that bring our why to life is is infinite. I mean, look, I speak, but I don't have to. If I stop speaking, do I lack identity and purpose? Of course not. And the problem is, is too many of us, and I understand where her message comes from, it's because too many of us attempt to tie our identities to what we do. I'm a banker. I'm a television personality. I'm a lawyer. I'm a mother. Right? And then if you cease to do those things, when your kids leave the house, it creates... It creates identity crisis. If you quit your job, it creates identity crisis when you retire. If your job quits you. If your job quits you, you have, if you're laid off, you have identity crisis. It's because you made the mistake of believing that what you did was who you are. And so I completely agree with her assertion that picking one course is a terrible, terrible way to live a life. Of course we can do multiple, multiple things with the same why. Of course. You know, Richard Branson is a great example. He has one why. Now look how many companies he owns. He owns 300 companies. They all, they all manifest his why. You know, I, I, I speak, but I'm not a speaker. 
I write, but I'm not a writer. Um, uh, you know, these things are just some of the things that I've done. And if I never write another book or never give another talk, I define myself as an optimist. I define myself as someone who wakes up every single day to inspire other people. I can do that at scale or not. I can do it for my friends. And that's what gives my life purpose. Now, how I choose to bring it to life, absolutely. There are infinite possibilities. I can do many, many different things, and I can adapt with technology and with time. And so we, we only have one why because we are all products of our upbringing. And people think tragedy produces your why. It does not. Tragedy simply gives an opportunity for you to have clarity of why. So after September 11th, for example, a lot of people woke up in the morning and thought, my job is stupid and I should be doing something else. Now, that's not that the tragedy produced that clarity. It's that all of a sudden, I mean, rather, it's not that the tragedy produced the why. It's the tragedy produced the clarity that you are shown that life is worth more than what I'm doing. Mm. But our why is still just one one thing for the rest of our lives. Can you hack your why? I mean, is it is it possible to find? Is it set in stone, or can you tweak it a little bit and shift it to? You can tweak the words, but who you are is who you are. And if you can, if you're looking to hack it, then inherent in the definition of authenticity, you're not being authentic. Well, maybe it's just refining your why because you can refine it's, the words. Yeah. I've, I've been refining the words for years. I tweak them a little bit here, tweak it a little bit there. You don't need it to be 100% for it to be actionable. You know, Colin Powell said, I can make a decision with 30% of the information, but 70%, more than 70 or 80% is too much. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the point is, is you don't need 100% of the answer to make decisions to be guide your life. You need some of the answer. Right. And so even in our sort of bumbling way we did yours, there's, there's a nugget there of something that'll, that'll sit with you that you might play with. We probably have... 27 or 28 or 29 or 30% of the answer. And if you and I keep talking, we'll get 40, 50, 60, and it just becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. 100% is unnecessary. I'm just wondering if if there are degrees of whys, though. Because, I mean, if you think, like, I think my ultimate why would be to align my will to the will of God. is like, that would be, it would be, that it would be ego transcendence, right? To but that's not that's not a motivating like let's get out of bed and make breakfast because I want to individuate and become you know a, a servant of God. No, but the manner in which you talk to your children will be, and the manner in which you talk to your husband will be, and the manner in which you invite your friends to come and have breakfast with you will be, and what you do with the food that's left over will be, and of course, of course, it's these are these are things that are. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing that in, in, when you first learn your why, it's, um, it's, it seems uh, almost pedantic. It seems like this seems very forced because it's all new. But it's like any skill, which is when we learn a skill, like when you first learn to ride a bicycle, the entire time you're going pedal, 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 because if I don't pedal, I will fall over. And at some point, we're not exactly sure when or how, we stop thinking about the mechanics of the pedaling and we just ride our bikes and it becomes second nature. And it's the exact same thing. I learned my why and the first time I learned it, I wrote it everywhere and I would get business decisions and I'd sit there with it and say, how am I going to do that here? And it was overly controlled because it had to be because I'm learning an entirely new skill of how to navigate my life. And at some point, I'm not exactly sure when or how, it became natural. All right, well, now now I'm going to get very practical shoes on you and talk about money a little bit. So you say that money is just the product of what we do. It is not... It's it's a result. It's it's a result. Mm -hmm. It's not... cannot be an animating purpose, earning money. Um, It can't be your why. To earn money and put 
you know, put food on the table for my kids. But that is the the animating thing that gets people jumping out of bed for such a vast, vast majority of us. What about what about choices? What about when your choices are limited? When, you know, whether you're talking to that young person, that college graduate who's like, look, I just have to earn some money here. I I, I don't know that I can really spelunk into my into into my past looking for stories that tell me about my why. I just need money. Or what if you're, you know, what if you're a mother of bunch of kids and you just got to clean houses to make that money. Where do you find, where does your wife fit in with that situation? So it's, uh, we in the West have confused uh, money and happiness, right? Um, I've met so many people who have very little means and they're a lot happier than 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 us or than a lot of people I know who have great means, um, and it's because they do things with purpose on purpose. So you, you, you again, I'm, my ears are perked up because you said we just need money, we just need to put food on the table. You know, I just need to take care of my kids. Those are different things. You know, when people say I am motivated by money, I always ask the same question, which is, do you just? take out wads of cash and roll around in it and throw it up in the air like Scrooge McDuck, you know? And the answer is, of course not. Of course not. So, so money is not the motivator then. So what is it about the money? And you, then you start to hear all kinds of things. You start to hear words like freedom. You start to hear words like independence. You start to hear words like take care of, my, take care of others, you know? So you start to understand that it was never the money but rather there's some underlying cause that makes the money useful or helpful. So... To, to, you know, let us not treat this like a luxury, that joy and learning your why is some sort of luxury for those who have means, but rather it's an opportunity for every one of us to understand where our joy comes from, whether we have means or not. So you use why as sort of a lens through which you see everything you do. So it's not just the decisions you make where you check the box like this fulfills my why, but also this is how I'm doing what I may have to be doing. Correct. There's there's three pieces to this puzzle. I, I call it the golden circle. It's shaped like a bullseye. Uh, three rings on the outside ring is what we do. That's the tangible stuff, the jobs we have. The center ring is how we do it. These are our natural strengths or sometimes our values. You know, This is how we go about our work. And then the, at, the, at the center in the bullseye is why we do what we do. And most of us, when we approach life, we do it in the reverse order. We first figure out what we want to do, and then we figure out how we do it, right? Sometimes, hope, maybe, if, if you're really advanced, you think, and I hope it has purpose too. But it's in the wrong order, right? And this is what I learned, which is we have to start with why, which is my why is to inspire people. So I'm going to do all the things that will help me do that, right? That's the filter. But, but it's not random. The question is, okay, how am I going to do that? What are my natural strengths? So each of us has, and I don't know the biology behind this, but I've done these so many times, up to five whys, uh, five hows, I mean, where there are five natural strengths or five things that that help us, sometimes fewer, but for some reason, never more. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, And so mine include things like uh, share everything. I'm a big sharer. I believe in working with people. Mine include things like take a long-term view. Mine include things like silver line it, find the silver lining in every cloud. I'm going to play to my natural strengths. In other words, I'm going to have greater success when I can engineer the environment to my to my house, and then the why is the opportunity to bring that to life. I just want to say that the limitation to a max of five strengths and hows, I actually find great peace in that. We don't all have to be strong in everything. 
You know, you figure out what your strengths are. You bring those into the yeah. room, and you don't you don't knock yourself around for lacking what someone else has. It's the funniest thing when I started going through these processes of looking for patterns in people's lives, and I used to sit there for you know four or five hours with pages of notes looking for all the patterns, and uh, and when I would start to articulate, the why was always the one that seemed to bubble up higher. It was always the one that seemed less of an action and more of a philosophical driver purpose, cause, belief. It seemed to always show up in every place where joy existed. The hows were the things we did, the actions we took to realize that why. And I, I would have six or seven of them, and we'd talk them through, and you'd realize that you used the same word, for, I mean, t- different words for the same things, so those overlapped. And we'd always find enough overlap that I, we could get it down to five or fewer, but for some reason, never more than five. It was the strangest thing. I wish I knew the biology behind why this, why five, but it's, it's always five. <laughs> well, when you figure it out, let us know. <laughs> but it has been fascinating talking about why with you, Simon. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So to our listeners, get more from Simon at Simon Sinek, and also check out his new book, The Infinite Game. Thanks so much, Simon, for being here. And thanks to our producer, the amazing Alicia Haywood. And please rate and review this podcast. Show us some love. Also, give us your comments and questions at U-Turns Podcast. Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. 
Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.